I am thrilled to announce that An Actor Despairs is partnering with a wonderful CBD company called Kind Farms. Everyone out there has heard of CBD. I started taking it a few years ago when I first started getting sober and to help with my anxiety. Sadly, as one can do, I was overtraining in the gym, and a friend recommended a topical and a tincture to help with the pain. I tried it. It was okay. However, recently, I was introduced to a product that has really changed my life. Not only has it helped me with anxiety, but I am stronger than I have ever been. I'm able to carry out lifts my body used to prevent me from doing. Kind Farm products have single-handedly changed my life athletically and personally. They utilize 100% local licensed farmers, organic cultivation, and CO2 extraction for superior CBD. Kind Farms is turning CBD to a kind alternative to pharmaceuticals. Let's transform tobacco row into hemp row. If you want to get involved, please reach out. Together, we can make a difference. You can use my code RYAN10 for 10% off. You can find them on Instagram at Kind Farms Inc. All one word. That's K I N D P H A R M S I N C. And their website is kindfarmsinc.com. Once again, my code for 10% off is Ryan10. And now, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Today, my guest is actor John McGarrow. John McGarrow is one of my favorite New York actors. I actually had the privilege of meeting him 10 years ago through my first guest, Denzel Whitaker. But you know him from movies like Carol, Overlord, The Big Short, War Machine, both with Brad Pitt, and television shows like The Umbrella Academy, Jack Ryan, and Orange is the New Black. His new film, First Cow, is opening today, and he's incredible in it, and I'm so excited for all that's in store for this amazing artist. Here it is. John McGarrow, welcome to An Actor Despairs. Thanks so much for being here, man. Yeah. Man, it's so funny, you know, to be honest like i think any actor you know when you see someone that like plays the roles you think you're right for at first you're kind of like this motherfucker (laughs) but then uh i had the pleasure of meeting you so many years ago on my soul to take that's crazy and then uh man you're an incredible actor oh thank you i I really have enjoyed watching your career blossom and and all the things you've done have been so incredible like not fade away carol overlord there's probably some shit in there no no man you're, you're so like you make such defined choices and a reoccurring theme on this podcast is what separates good acting from great acting and and good acting people can rely on personalities but you you make such nuanced and defined choices and i love watching your character work and then when the big short happened i was like so thrilled man it was like <laughs> yes <laughs> justice prevails uh, yeah yeah i mean it's a tricky thing you know yeah. actor despairs is a, is a very good title for things because there's a lot of that in this in this uh, journey that we do, um, but 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 thank you very much. Yeah, man. Yeah. But you're in such a good rhythm now. War Machine, you know everything you've done, and First Cal. I just had the pleasure of watching that. I got a screener, and nice. I loved what you did in that, ah, man. It's in it. Yeah. But uh, before we dig in, I'd like to start at the beginning. You're you're an Akron boy, right? I am. Yeah, Cleveland Akron. I grew up in Northeast Ohio um, until I was, uh, you know, I was there until I went off to school to to college. 
college. So, so uh, how was growing up there? <laughs> Ohio is an interesting place to yeah. grow up. Where are you from? Where are you, where Richmond, you Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you know it's it's different. You know, there's not a lot of acting. Yeah, it's not a much, same thing. Yeah. yeah, it's not much awareness for uh, theater arts. or arts or yeah. stuff like that. I messed around doing it as a hobby as a kid. I'd do some community theater and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I always loved it back then. It's just because you're you're kind of a, a little brat who's looking for attention, and yeah. it's a good way for people to look at you. Uh, and even if you're annoying them, there's a reason that they're supposed to be looking. You know? Yeah. So 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 my parents found that was a good outlet for me to get get them me off their back a little bit. I love and not it. fight with my brother. Yeah. So so yeah, I, I I did it there uh, as well as I, I had other hobbies and activities. Activities totally. and stuff like that. Uh, so you were in like drama classes. Yeah. You know, I, I was uh, I was a handful as a kid. Yeah. Um, I think we all are. He knows. Uh, well, my brother yeah. wasn't. My brother, he's older than me. He's yeah. four years older than me. And he yeah. was like very straight laced and the, the golden child. And I was a little terror. And um, my, one of our neighbors suggested putting me in dance class because that was sort of like what there was yeah. around where I was at. And uh um, my my mother was like, okay, I'm going to do that. Maybe I'll make him get rid of some of this excess energy. <laughs> and uh, I was terrible, terrible at dance. Oh, um, me too, man. Yes, but but I, I, there was something about the performing, and I, I enjoyed that. And then I had a friend who's in Cub Scouts with me who's doing a community theater show. And I was like, I want to try and do that. So I, I did it. And, you know, I would do it maybe once a year, uh, like the local show. And, and it was, it was a good way to pass my time. And, and then it was time to decide what you were going to do as an adult or what you wanted to do as an adult. And, and uh, my stubbornness, I was like, I want to pursue acting yeah. but i didn't you know there was no i had no not understanding and film was you know that might as well have been me trying to go to mars or something totally. it was so alien to me i had, had watched films but i had no comprehension of how, how you would act in film or how you even got a job yeah. acting in film so i went to school at the school called point park in pittsburgh and yeah. i studied theater there and i had four years to really immerse myself and, and gain an appreciation for the craft and for all that kind of cliched stuff we yeah. say as actors was that a good experience you know the the best part of it was i gave me a chance to like read all these great plays that you wouldn't have and watch yeah. all these great movies which totally. i had hadn't seen um and pittsburgh which is a is a wonderful theater regional theater town yeah you know, a lot of and, and there's a lot of films that oddly shoot there but, yeah, yeah when i was there wasn't yeah. so much yeah. uh it's become more and more but you had a lot of great actors come into pittsburgh and work at the local theaters there. yeah uh i remember seeing a, a friend of mine and a uh, one of who I think is one of the finest actors working, uh, a guy named Ray Anthony Thomas, yeah. do uh, Susan Laurie Park's play called oh. Top Dog Underdog with, with Billy yeah. Porter. By no the way. way, yeah, it was him and Billy Porter wow. in that. And uh, where did they do that at the City Theater wow. in Pittsburgh? And I was blown away by Ray. Uh, and then the year after that, we had the chance to work together at the City Theater on a, another another play. So that was, you know, that was great. I also got the chance to do an original Adam Rapp play while I was there called Gompers with his brother was in. Wow. Um, so I was really lucky. So I found that to be almost 
more valuable. Totally. Because, you know, class is a lot of uh, a lot of theory and a lot of... So do they make you take, like, general classes yeah, as yeah. well? Yeah. Like, like most theater yeah. programs, yeah. like most BFA yeah. programs yeah. in a liberal arts school, there's a lot of... A lot of stuff. Totally. You know, Bible. They, they sort of give you like a big bag and you can sort pick and choose what right. you, what you want to go with. Totally. My father would have preferred me, you know, studying law or, or political science or something like that. Were they supportive though? Like did they see they, the passion? They let me do it. Yeah. I'm sure they were worried. Of course. They were very worried. Yeah. But they let me do it. You know, they were okay with that. And uh and, you know, it's tough at first, especially. So then after that, I moved to New York, and it's very tough when you first get here. Uh, if you don't mind breaking that down, because I, I talked to so many actors on this podcast, like, what made you decide to go to New York versus L.A.? I had some family here. My yeah. brother was here. It was closer to where I grew up. I thought, you know, maybe I would be lucky enough to work in regional theater, and that sort of would be my career. So you had path. kind of like a theater dream. That's what you saw. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. that's all yeah. I knew. Yeah. You know, that's all I knew. I knew theater. Yeah. I, I, that was what I saw myself doing. Totally. I, I didn't see myself doing film because I, I just had no... Like, I took an acting for the camera class my senior year at, at school, and I remember being terrible in it. Like, yeah. I, I was just terrible. Such a different medium. Because you don't... Yeah. I, I feel like you. a lot of people, you think you have to do it so differently yeah. than what you know. But, but I believe at the heart of it, it's all just acting. Yeah. I don't really subscribe to this idea that you have to do it differently for theater, film, or TV. Yeah. I think it all should be honest. It should all be connected. I agree. 100%. Um, so, so I came here and then I just sort of fell into film. Wow. Wait, so you you were able to get an agent right away? Or? Yeah, I was fortunate enough to get, you know, we had a showcase. Oh, you did it? Your school? Yeah, we had a show. We, we came here. We did a showcase in New York. That's amazing. And uh, I'm with NYU. They don't even do showcases. They don't? I, no. I thought they did. Fuck no. Really? They were like, here's $250,000 debt. Go enjoy your life. Are you kidding me? No, I kid you not, man. Oh, my God. I thought they did. I was My only friend who like had an agent was Rachel Brosnahan. Who, you know, oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, we did a showcase, and I... I, I was signed by an agency here. That also probably helped facilitate the move because totally. I knew I had representation here. Yeah. I, I was doing commercials at first, you yeah. know, and then some regional gigs. I would go to EPAs, you of know, because I, I was lucky enough also to get my equity card while oh, I was at Pittsburgh. School. Wow. Yeah. Because you were doing those, original plays. And, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, so, so, but I would, you know, wake up at seven in the morning, go to the equity office. On, on you know in Midtown and go and audition for something that you knew you weren't going to get, yeah. But just so you could get in front of a casting yeah. director, and those those relationships actually have paid off. You did Illyria at the Public, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but like I, one of the first things I did when I got here, play wise, was a regional play called The Sunken Living Room that played in New Orleans and and in Miami. That was postponed because of Hurricane Katrina. Wow, we were supposed to go down there. I think we're supposed to go in like September yeah. and then the hurricane hit and it was like, no, nah, we're not doing a play. You know, obviously like the whole city was destroyed. So that was postponed. And then a theater in Miami took it and we did it there. And then a year later we were able to go wow. to new Orleans, but that came about because I had gone into EPAs and the casting director saw me and totally. 
I was uh, with Jim Carnahan's people, and and then that from that other people. Yeah, so it was always just like a build. It was like a climb, kind yeah, of like yeah. a snowball effect. You know, in a yeah. sense, yeah. I, I think of it more of, a, of a, as a, like a ladder. But uh, yeah, it was like one rung led to the next kind of rung. And as you transitioned into film and TV, you kind of started finding yourself doing horror films, like you had Richard Kelly's Box and Wes Craven's My Soul to Take. Yeah, uh, yeah so like I did some commercials. I did like a Verizon commercial. A yeah. singular commercial when singular still existed, and I went. The first film I actually did was a Neil Jordan film, okay, called The Brave One with Jodie Foster and Terrence wow. Howard, where I had like I was the an NYU kid who no. was like a little pothead who love it who witnesses uh, uh, Jodie Foster have this act of uh, being a vigilante, and and uh, he he sort of. Not rats are out, but you know what? Anyway, yeah. he helps the cops figure out who did it. But that I just went into the audition. And I met with Neil Jordan. You know, it was like it's probably a role they could have cast almost anyone in. You know, oh man, well, right. you yeah. Know. But that was it. I did that, and then I think, and then I like I don't know how I fell into like the horror stuff for a little bit there. But just I guess when you're that age, there's a lot of that kind yeah, of stuff totally. happening. Hollywood um, likes to see you do one thing really well, and then they just assume to keep doing that. Sometimes. Well, yeah. yeah. I don't no, I, maybe there was more of that going on back then. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I'm not really sure how yeah. that all came about. I, I also imagine it was because I was still utterly insecure in front of the camera, so it made me look just like a creep. So um, I bet that like they're like, wow, this, guy, show this guy's really creepy, and it's like me. Meanwhile, just being like, what the fuck am I doing here? But then the progression is sort of, I think, for most actors or anyone, is like you sort of play where you are in your life yeah you know it was like that high school kids and that kind of stuff and then soldiers and then like people in business rock and, stars not fade away uh, yeah but yeah. like a young young rock like yeah. young wannabe yeah. rock star yeah. you know you just kind of go with with where where it takes you yeah man that's amazing and then so when you kind of started building those credits here did you have an idea once you started having let's say leverage so to speak about <laughs> how to how to tactically kind of move in different directions or were you still kind of just taking what came your way um i don't know if it was like a tactical decision it was more like i i, I find it hard to motivate myself to want to go in or like attempt to get something that i don't have a connection with totally uh, i have to like it's really hard for me to muster up the energy to go out for something that i i don't have some sort of belief in totally and i think i i, I think the casting people see through that i think the directors i think they see that if you're going in for something and you don't have your heart in it yeah i think they 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 can sense that right um not to say you have to be like please god yeah, cast me yeah, i love this so much yeah. it's just like it's like almost like a, a in, intangible kind of thing totally but it just so happens maybe maybe it's like subconscious that yeah. you just sort of you kind of float in this direction and then you sort of float in that direction um but it's been very fortunate to 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 do that i like the that i've had variety in yeah. the kind of stuff i've done yeah 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 my dream in so many actors dream career you know you I think that it's also basic human nature is like the grass is greener in True, a sense of course um you know like you said at the beginning you're like you watch people and you're like why, why am i not doing? Yeah. i mean i still feel that yeah, way yeah totally I, i'm sure like even the 
biggest actors still film. Oh, of course. Like, I'm sure, like, you know, uh, whatever, who's like, you know, like a Leonardo DiCaprio watches Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Like, why am I, and he, Daniel Day-Lewis watches someone else. Totally. Like, why am I, yeah. you know. Well, it's the, it's the yeah. hunger. It's so, part of the hunger that keeps you going, which yeah. you gotta have to, yeah. to, to do this. Otherwise, you're gonna go crazy or you're just gonna burn out. And I'm not just saying this, but like, man, you, you really are such an incredible performer. And like, I didn't know you that well. We just hung out one night, but Can't I was like, that's so crazy. Yeah, it is so, it, but like, yeah. I remember you were such a nice guy and it was like, I was? there was that, uh, that was, other... I, was I very drunk too? Probably. Not really. I, no, I wasn't. I, I hide it well. I remember just watching you then, like, I saw the character and I didn't see John. And that, that is always the test in, testament to me mm. of great acting and then i'm kind of curious because this is a reoccurring theme i talk about on this podcast is like when do you feel like you started to find your voice as an artist um i'd say it was about 10 years in really yeah. that i started to finally feel comfortable in front of a camera and feel uh and i, I i'm saying that i'm still learning you know it's still constantly changing and evolving as i do it more and more I think I've heard this before from other people, but like it takes about 10 years to really feel like your, your skill or your trade, yeah. like whether you're an accountant or, or whether you're uh, a teacher, a doctor, whatever. And I felt about 10 years in as an actor, I finally started to feel comfortable and like I had a, a handle on kind of what was going on. I don't, you know, obviously I'm sure that's not the same for everyone, but, no, of but course. For, for me, it really, it took time. Yeah. It took time to feel comfortable. I mean, those first years, I really felt like, you know, like somebody who was, in, who wasn't invited to the party, yeah. who like was brought along and like didn't quite belong there. Right. You know, and that's a terrible thing to feel, feel. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's even when I was having success, I felt that way. So, you know, when I was able to let that go and just sort of do my job yeah. and not worry so much about that, it, it made things much just healthier and better for me, you know? That's great. Yeah, yeah. And when you started having these film and TV successes, did, was it imperative to you to get back to the theater? I don't know if it was imperative, but it, it was, uh, I wanted to go back. Yeah. I still like to go back. It, it's it's hard. Um, it's a big commitment. Less money. Yeah, to, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's hard. Um, but I, I enjoy going back. I, you know, I don't know if I like would go to my if i ever went to my agents it's like you gotta get me a i really need to do a play right now i've sort of always tried to trust where it goes and uh and i was lucky enough that after i'd done a few movies like a play came along that i got and then you know i did a few more and then another play so it, it, it tends to be for me every few years or so i get to go back to the theater uh i feel like i'm about to maybe i should should go back soon it's been about three years three years since i've been in in the theater i want to say yeah and i miss it i miss it but it is tough it's exhausting and it's a lot of you know it's a lot of work and a different different kind of endurance than film yeah and then when something like the the big short comes your way what what was that like i mean to go with you know literally the top five biggest actors in the world I mean, that was like a, you know, it was a dream. It yeah. was a dream. It was a, it was a dream job in so many senses of the word. And the success that it had was uh, unlike anything I'd been a part of. Yeah. Um, it really, and, and that was like Adam's first real kind of serious yeah, piece. Yeah. Cause he was more funnier die Will Ferrell's buddy, right? You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was his first kind of, even though it's comedic, it was his yeah. first more straight 
straightforward drama comedy totally. type thing. And with those actors involved. And then your scenes are always with Brad Pitt. Yeah. And, and you know, I think a lot of that, I, I don't know exactly how I got that role. But, I, you know, I believe there is like the relationships you make and the work you do plays into the opportunities that come later. I had, you know, I had auditioned for the casting director, Francine Maisler, a few times. She had cast me in a role in Captain Phillips that ended up on the cutting room floor, with which also Scott Rudin produced. Yeah. He produces First Cow, um, as well as the play, uh, front page, which I did on, on oh, Broadway. So, so I had that relationship, I think, that helped. And I had just worked with Brad's wife at the time angelina jolie and yeah. unbroken yeah that's right and we had a very good time together on set as well as my my uh co-actor on big short Finn. Finn. Rock, yeah i love Finn. so I, I i i have a feeling that helped because brad was producing so so they could co- sort of vouch for us totally. in a way because it was a lot of respect we had a, a significant workload in that yeah. and for two young actors uh who were a bit unproven you know that was a, a big Big, and you're uh, such a big part of that film. Yeah, I mean, it's a I, big, it's a big responsibility. Well, I think also just as the audience tent, like you know, a lot of those stockbrokers were kind of like, you know, fuck those motherfuckers, you know. But yeah. like your guys are the ones we all sympathize with, you Do know. You? You, yeah, because oh, you're okay. the underdog. You come in, and sure. these people laugh you off, and then you're like, wait. We're going to make it happen. Yeah, and yeah. Then you guys are the heroes of that film. So then, uh, you know, when it came uh, along, I really, really wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, we did a couple auditions. I, I sent it some tapes and then eventually I went out and did a chemistry read with Finn and, and it worked out. And we, you know, we were so excited to be a yeah. part of it. We forged a great friendship from that. And, um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was just, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a fun movie to be a part of. Was it fun working with Brad? I mean, was it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've gotten to work with him a couple times now. Yeah, he must really, he brought you on for War Machine, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. we've worked a couple times together. I really enjoy working with him. He's, you know, he's he's a fantastic actor. Um, I'm, I'm so glad that he's had the year he had. Oh, me too. I mean, he he really deserves it, he, yeah, and he did such great work. He's one work of those few that's like a one, character actor in a leading man's he is. body. It's he like, really, he really you is. You motherfucker, you have it all. <laughs> he really is. I mean, he is a character actor, yeah, and the yeah. stuff he's been doing recently is just tremendous, and... Um, and uh, getting to watch, uh, um, like in the most pure sense of the word, movie star. Yeah. Getting to watch a movie star work and be so committed and and show up every day on point um, has been really, you know, has been really educational and, and something that you want to emulate when you go on set with other younger actors too. Yeah. So so it was it was fun. That was a fun one. That's amazing. And then when when that film kind of obviously had the huge success that it did, did that open a lot of doors for you for other projects? You know, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say if like that's the one that opened a door or if it's other things. A logical progression of... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it's like the more you work... Yeah. The more people have seen you, if you do good work. Yeah. The more people see you in things and like those things, it, it makes them feel a sense of trust because they know, they have a sense that you're not going to like drop the ball. Right. Maybe. Uh, so like anything, you know, any job, it's like the, the more you do and the more you have on your resume and credentials you have, it's going to help you kind of onto the next thing. And obviously in success, it helps even more. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I've ever had anyone since the big short come up to me and be like, as far as people who've, who have worked with or cast me, yeah. be like, 
well, we're casting you because of, of that. the big short. That makes you know? total sense. Yeah. Maybe they have, yeah. but I just am unaware of that. Yeah. That's amazing. And then, obviously, I want to talk about First Cow. How did this come your way? Yeah. So, again, like the progression of things, Kelly is very close with Todd Haynes, yeah. who I did Carol for. Yeah. Love Carol. Um, they're, they're, they're great friends. So, you know, the way it seems is your name gets brought up in a room and the director, you know, looks at all these people who have been brought up, their work a little bit, and the ones that they feel some sort of connection or, or are intrigued by, then they investigate a little bit more. That's kind of what happened. Then I was given the script and I, I love her work and I loved the script. So I, I wanted to be a part of it, but it what really pushed it over the edge was I had done this short film called the one armed man, which is based on a Horton foot play. Um, it's part of a Horton foot kind of anthology. Um, this director, Tim Guinea, who's also an actor, great actor, uh, directed it set in the early 1900s so these cotton you know like uh, these cotton fields this cotton meal, mill and this guy loses his arm in one of the cotton uh, gins or grinders or whatever and uh, and he's very soft spoken and he's very introverted but he's a little bit more he, well, he's much more violent underneath than Cookie is but I think uh, Kelly saw that and she was really like okay he's he can do this he's He's our cookie, and she, she, she. Are, I mean, we did a little Skype meeting and stuff, and and from that we, we did it. Yeah, it's yeah. such an incredible film, and I mean, yeah. going back to that time, you know, I grew up in Virginia, so I'm like, I'm such a like Civil War and Revolutionary oh, War, really? I, yeah, you know, all that. Are you outdoorsy and stuff? Ah, uh, not really. I mean, I kind of, I've, I've lived in New York twelve years now, but like, yeah, I'm sure I'll go walk. Runny in LA or yeah, something, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> outdoorsy that yeah. is. But sure, sure, I've never, I've never hunted or okay. you know, never made cakes and uh, whatever in a cat. Like, yeah. I don't know, yeah, 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 sure. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting story. I mean, she she always is telling interesting stories and, and kind of giving a voice to things that a lot of filmmakers aren't focused on. Yeah. And and the chemistry that you and Orion, it was just awesome, you know, seeing that story. Where, where did you guys shoot that? We were out, uh, we were mainly in Portland, uh, like in and around Portland. Okay, cool. So we were staying in Portland, and uh, the good thing about the Pacific Northwest is you have all such beautiful scenery so close to the city. So, you know, you drive 20 minutes outside the city, and you're in these lush forests that are untouched for centuries um which is nice because we were shooting in the world that this actually took place which you don't often get to do i mean we were it's an oregon movie and we were shooting in oregon yeah yeah was that your real beard that was my real beard i'm so jealous man. Oh, well, yeah. yeah that's one thing i have this is yeah i grow a beard pretty quick that was about two months growth two months growth it drove my wife crazy and then, you know, like on, on some of the other different tonal projects you've done, like Umbrella Academy and, and things like that, you know, what what's your experience been like as an actor when like tonally you have such a different shift? Do you kind of try to find yourself in that tone of the world? Do you work with like a coach? or, or- I do work with a coach. I, I don't try and focus on the tone. Got it. Like I don't I don't I don't want to really think about the tone. I, I sort of let the writing 
guide me and 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 uh usually it's there and if you just play the situation it will it will come out if you let it be subconscious or, or underneath it will naturally just come out um i work my coach is actually you know there was a great teacher guru named harold guskin do you know harold guskin i don't think i did a book called how to stop acting coached a lot of the great great people uh jim gandolfini worked with him no glenn way. close kevin you, klein you got to work with him on not fade away right yeah 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 and i actually worked with jim before on a movie that harold directed wow so we had done that a long time ago and from that i developed this relationship with harold who has since passed away and now I work with his wife, who has sort of taken the the uh, torch from him. Her name's Sandra Jennings. She's fantastic. But but at the heart of it is really just as simple listening and responding. Uh, you know, it, it cuts to the chase. It's very simple and and direct way of working. And uh, I find it I find it the style that works best for me. That's amazing. And then, can you talk about what you're about to do next? Uh, what I'm about to do, I'm about to do, uh, I, I just, well, I'll talk about what I just did. Okay. I yeah. just did, uh, uh, I, well, I, I'm part of the new Sopranos movie. So I get to team Amazing. up with David Chase again. We work together on is, Not Fade Away. Was it Newark or Sin City? Many Saints Ma- of Newark. Yeah, Many Saints of Newark. And it'll come out in the fall. And, uh, I did another. Did you work with Bernthal? Yeah, Bernthal. Yeah, 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 yeah he's Bernthal. doing this. I he's mean, doing- we were all there. It was a great, it's a tremendous cast. Yeah. And and Jim's son Michael Gandolfini. Yeah, Michael Gandolfini. He's a the, wonderful, yeah. wonderful young actor. Yeah. And uh, and then I just did another film called Lansky about Meyer Lansky. That no Lushy, way. Where I play Harvey Keitel and myself split the responsibilities. He's Lucky Luciano. No, we Lansky. So My, Meyer Lansky was yeah. you know like Ben Kingsley played him in, in Bugsy. Yeah. And uh, and he's been portrayed. I think they did a TV movie where. Uh, Dreyfus played him, but this is his kind of life, and I play him in the 1920s to 40s, and Harvey's him in the 70s and 80s. Oh, the older version of him. So Got it. He just did that. I just and, had Glenn Flesher on, who played George oh, Remus. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a fantastic actor, yeah, Glenn. Yeah, I love Glenn. Yeah, he's, he's brilliant. I'd love to work with him. Yeah. So that's what I've been working on. I a couple other things coming up, too, and just trying to keep busy. Yeah, Pay man. the bills. I'm curious. You know, I, I, I've talked to some actors about this on the show and in this kind of world we live in now where it's like so many of the movies are these like you know theme park adventure rides and then there's television and kind of the middle ground is the occasional coup of a you know a a parasite or an nyu student film where do you kind of find yourself on the spectrum like do you are you are you going in for those kind of huge marvel type things or uh not particularly and that's not by design yeah you know that's just how it goes yeah uh, i don't know <laughs> there are many roles for guys like me in marvel oh, man, films good, great peter parker <laughs> i think i'm a little too old for peter unless they do an old version where he's like sort of like all of a sudden sciatica's acting up uh, uh yeah i don't think i'll be getting a call from, from sony about that anytime soon yeah i, I don't know i i I, I guess I would say I'd live somewhere in between, but I'm pretty open. If, if it's good material, I, I'm I'm intrigued. Whether it's big budget or small budget, it, it's the script that you it's carry. Primarily the script. Yeah. yeah, there can be other factors, and and you know it's nice to make money. 
obviously. And uh, but it's also nice to be a part of something that's special. I mean, First Cow's a good example. Not a big budget. No one made a lot of money doing it, but it was a chance to work with some really brilliant artists. And um, and you know, like for me, uh, a big part of it is just keeping working, keeping yeah. active. I I I I, I, I like that. Yeah, maybe it's like from my Midwest mentality no, or whatever. No, you're, you're very humble, and I love that about well, you. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's just I need to like keep going. I need yeah. to keep going. Otherwise, I'll go crazy. Totally, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm curious, you know, like now where you are when you kind of left, you know, Pittsburgh and came here. Did you have an idea of like what success would be to you or? I think that's the ever changing thing. Totally. I think that's constantly evolving. Like I said, like the idea of being a regional theater actor was when I graduated, that was sort of the idea totally. of success. Uh, you know, as you do it more and more, it, it changes. And I think that's a good thing because if you, if you sort of like say to yourself, this is, what is this is what success to me and you hit that then there's nowhere to go so so i think it's okay uh for it to evolve for you as an actor and and whether that even means like changing for you like being like maybe i don't want to be an actor maybe i want to be a producer maybe i want to uh write about it maybe I, you know maybe like there's so many things in this this art and in this business to do that 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 the goals can change and even for me like the idea of directing the idea of producing that's now becoming something that i'm more and more interested in i think that's that's good not resting on your laurels and not just sort of hanging up your hat and being like okay this is good enough and then for the actors out there that are listening you know what what kind of lessons do you feel like, you know, if you could go back in time and tell 18-year-old John, I know that's such a broad and intense question, but any pieces of advice for those, you know, people like you and I that didn't grow up in LA or New York and whose parents aren't in the business and they have to figure this thing out for themselves? Any any words of wisdom? I think one of the most important things to remember as an actor is to be yourself be comfortable in who you are because that's special too often young actors are trying to be something else and there's nothing more that i hated i remember this a lot when i was um first starting out you would get a breakdown and it would be like it'd be like looking for like a toby mcguire type i think that's the worst thing you can put on a casting breakdown because most actors, especially young actors, are going to read that and just try and be like Toby Maguire. Totally. It's like, if you want Toby Maguire, then go get Toby yeah. Maguire. And if that's what you want, then don't write it because someone's going to come in who might be like it and you'll be surprised. It's going to be an impersonation, not an audition. But yeah, you don't want yeah. people. So, so oftentimes as a young actor, you feel like you see what's working, you see who's successful, and you feel like you have to emulate that somehow. And that's not it at all. Yeah. What you have... What you uniquely have to bring to it is what's going to lead to your success because that's going to be something special and unique. So, so I would say trust, trust your own instincts, trust who you are and, and, and embrace that and go for it. What do you think has led to some of your better auditions? An audition, I, I, I think the best thing you can do is be as relaxed and com comfortable as possible. Um, you know, oftentimes we're told this is your time, like you're in front of them. It's your time. That's a really hard thing to, it's easier said than done. You know, you get in that room and the nerves kick in and you're like, I got to pay my rent. I need a job. Someone hire me. And then you are terrible. Trying to get out of your own way 
in a, in a sense, is good. And I think there's a lot more opportunity for that nowadays because so many auditions are on tape. What I find helpful now is to get a, a couple friends together and do a tape because then I feel comfortable You got exploring. a team that you read with. Yeah, like yeah, people I yeah. feel comfortable tossing ideas. And also just that I feel comfortable. Like I don't feel like stiff and I don't like I feel like okay trying something different and and also you get more you can do as many as many times as you want and decide which one you want to send whereas in the casting you kind of a lot of times you get one shot and you're in and you're out and you feel like a jerk okay. but in those situations i would say just try and be as calm as you can i know that's hard and just uh, just relax you got just got to relax kind of and and what's inspiring you you know right now when you eat film theater tv is there anything that's like you know like blown your mind recently that you've seen i mean parasite was really impressive yeah that was really really impressive um i i I like that a lot so i mean uh, that i'm glad it won i i think that was a much deserved win yeah um and it's also exciting because it's 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 opening up a whole new world. I totally agree. You know, yeah. for, for for film. Dude, the first cow. People should go see first cow. Yeah, I'm going to premiere this on Friday. Yeah. So this is uh, this podcast will air on the day the movie is oh, released. Okay. So here yeah. in the city, I think it's at like the Angelica and Lincoln Square. Uh, and then I imagine it will come out throughout the rest of the country over the next few weeks. Are they doing uh limited run throughout the yeah. U.S.? Okay. Yeah, I can't imagine it will be in many theaters. <laughs> oh, that type great. of movie, <laughs> but it will be yeah. it will be in, in you know your local art house theater, I think. But. Which are the best theaters? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, man, I am so grateful for you being here. You're great. such an exceptional actor. Oh, thank you. And I feel like you know you're. you're just metaphorically, like you're you're in the can and you're about to be launched out of the stratosphere, <laughs> and I'm I'm so excited because sometimes it feels a little bit jammed. Um, so maybe get that guy with the stick. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I'm going to do that down for you. a little bit more. You know? Put a little more fuse on. Yeah, it yeah. A little, bit, a little more gunpowder, maybe. <laughs> but man, um, you're, you're such an amazing performer, and thank you for what you do because you're you're inspiring the next generation, man. All your work is just so incredible, and it's it's so great to watch justice prevail and. You're so you're so nuanced, man. You 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 got it. You oh, know. Thank you. I'm really looking forward. Say to Say more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That keep... shirt you wore today. <laughs> yeah, right. Your eyes. Right. No, wow. <laughs> um, no, thank you so much. It's no, nice. man. I'm I'm so grateful for all that you've done, and I, I love watching you work. And I'm so glad that the audience got a chance to get to know you a little bit better. And and next project, I'd love to have you come back. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to come back. This is great. Hey, John McGarrow. Thanks so much for being here. Here, man, and dude, to be continued. All right, thank All right. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.